0: 2022 ACB Virtual DC Leadership Meetings will be held Saturday, March 12th through Tuesday, March 15th. Registration is $20 for ACB members and $30 for non-members. ACB members were sent a discount code via email. If you are an ACB member and did not receive the discount code, please call the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. Registration closes March nine. Visit acb.org for more information or register at https slash slash tinyurl.com slash 2022-DC-leadership-meetings.
1: Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for February 1st, 2022, while we're already one month into the new year. And I am Herbie Allen. Today, I am going to be making breakfast burritos. And for those of you that would like to participate with me, the basic ingredients you are going to need are tortillas, I recommend the flour kind, cheese that uh, you'll want grated, and eggs. And um, whatever fillings you want in addition for your burrito, such as meat, veggies, I don't know if I recommend fruit though. Before we get started, I want to turn things over to our wonderful host who is uh, gracious enough to get up super early in her time zone to uh, help this call happen, Melissa, and she is going to let you know how you can participate throughout the call. Take it away, Melissa.
2: Thank you, Mr. Allen. It's a pleasure to be here, and I want to welcome all those listening around the world on ACB Media 5, and thank you, Deb, for streaming for us. So, if you wish to participate in this call, um, to raise your hand on a PC, it is Alt-Y. On a Mac, it is Options-Y. And on the iPhone, using the Zoom app, it's under the More button. Just double tap on the More button on the lower right-hand corner of your screen. And there's a Raise Hand feature, and just double tap on that. And on a phone, it is star 9. Once I call on you, you can unmute with um, Alt-A on your PC. Command-Shift-A on your Mac, star-6 on your phone, and in the lower left-hand corner of your iPhone or your iPad or your tablet, um, whatever it is you use. Um, And I will uh, be calling out names as we go along. So, um, And and by the way, this meeting is being recorded for safety and for uh, security purposes. Thank you, Herbie. Back to you, sir.
1: All right, thank you very much there, Melissa. All right, guys, so like I said, today we are going to talk breakfast burritos. These are very simple and uh, very fun to make, as a matter of fact. And so what I said is the basic ingredients, um, tortillas, flour, and egg. Uh, I'm sorry, tortilla cheese and eggs. I meant flour tortillas. And... The other thing I forgot to mention, which can really make um, doing these a lot easier, is a cookie sheet to put the burritos on. And uh, during this call, we're going to talk about various methods that have been uh, talked about on um, how to uh, do these. And, um, okay, hold on, folks. I'm having some technical difficulties here. okay so um like i said having a cookie sheet can really help make doing these a lot easier to place the burritos on but you can do other things um you can do something like a plate or something like that if you want so with that let's get started on uh, doing this recipe and I've also for the fillings that I'm going to be using today, I've got um, turkey sausage that I'm pre-made. I've also got potatoes, and also we're going to have steak. So we're going to have one burrito with steak and one burrito with turkey sausage. Well, two burritos with steak. I need to make uh, them for Chanel as well, and. So, first thing I want to tackle is the eggs, because we want to get those scrambled. You could do it fried, I suppose, if you wanted, but um, I'm going to do scrambled eggs for the burrito. And I think we're going to do, oh, maybe about I think four eggs should be sufficient enough for... The burrito. So what I'm doing now is getting out the butter and I am going to place it in the um, pan and um, I'm using the stick butter and I'm just getting out... I, so I took that out. I'm going to I use a knife to cut off a square and placed it in the pan. I like the stick butter the best for eggs, just because it doesn't splatter the way that um, oil does, it doesn't splatter the way salted butter does, and it just makes the eggs taste better, in my opinion. So that is how I do those. Okay. I'm not going to get the pan heating up just yet. I'm uh, not quite ready for that because we've got to put the eggs in first. And I've got my carton of eggs over here. I'm going to open them and um, we're going to take them over to the bowl two at a time. Now because of the... I have a big bowl that I like to whisk them in so there's no spillage. But unfortunately this bigger bowl has thicker sides, and so it makes it harder to crack the eggs. So what I'm doing is a small bowl to crack each egg, and then I'm going to pour the egg into the bigger bowl, and I'm going to toss this shell away, and I'm waiting for one of my eggs to crack perfectly shell-wise, so we can do another important step, which is add water to the mixture. You can add milk or water, but the advantage with water is that it actually makes them fluffier than milk does. And another trick that I've heard about, and I've not actually tried this myself, is you can also use baking powder to really make them fluffy. Uh, Not baking soda though, baking powder. I have not tried this, as I've found water to be sufficient enough, but if anyone has ever tried this method, I'd love to hear from you. Okay, I need two more eggs, and we're going to go over here, and crack egg number three, and toss that, I've heard uh, conflicting thoughts as to whether you can put eggshells down a garbage disposal. Um, I will tell you that our apartment complex, that is not allowed, so I'm just tossing them in the garbage. And I'm going to wash my hands again, and hopefully not wash my headphones in the process. As you know when cracking the egg, you do get raw hand, uh, raw egg on your hands. And we want to minimize that type of contaminant. Okay. Now that the eggs are done, I'm going to add in a little bit of salt and some garlic powder. And I could also, I guess, just use garlic salt. Garlic powder has a slightly different taste. I'm going to move this smaller bowl out of the way. So I just want a tiny bit of salt. It adds some flavor, but... It also affects the way they cook a little bit. It helps them firm up much nicer. And that's at least what I have noticed. I don't know if that's scientifically proven or not, but there you go. And now, garlic powder. We're going to add in as much as you want. Another great egg seasoning is uh, celery salt. That definitely adds a little bit of flavor, but you have to be careful not to overdo the stuff, as it can get way too salty. Alright, now that I've got that done, I'm now going to come over to my stove top. I, you can use whatever size skillet you want, and the more eggs, the larger the skillet you want to use. I'm going to a make sure the side of the stove where the burner is is actually fully cleaned off. I'm just going to use a small skillet. I I like a smaller to medium-sized skillet when doing scrambled eggs. Um, I find that the smaller space generates a little bit more heat and just makes them cook that much quicker. But if you're not in a rush or you don't care, you can use a larger one, but I find that they become more fluffier when you do them in a smaller pan. So that is what I like to use. It's just a small cast-iron skillet that I got from Walmart ages ago. Nothing fancy. Okay, and we want to make sure these sides of our uh, stove are cleaned, so uh, there's nothing that can potentially catch on fire when I start the burner. Because now I want that butter that I've put in the pan to start melting and so i'm gonna turn the heat to a medium high so that'll get the butter melting and still give me enough time to get the mixture stirred so i'm gonna use my egg whisk and now's a great time if anybody has any questions so far you may raise your hand.
2: Um, at this time, Herbie, if you can hear me, um, you don't have any hands raised. All right. I'm not sure if you can hear me with all the yep. whisking you're doing. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh, we do have a raised hand. As soon as I speak, guess what happens? That's how it
1: happens. <laughs> all right. Good, who do we have?
2: All right. We have Juan. Go ahead and unmute, please.
1: Hello, Juan. Hey, good morning, Herbie and everybody. Good morning. Um, good morning, um, Herbie. I have a question. So, when you, because um, I've never heard that, uh, where you when you make eggs and you can put water with the egg. That's pretty cool. I have to try that. Um, how much water do you put <clears throat> to into the eggs? Like, because I know you crack them and then you put them in the pan. And I know you were saying you put water, but how much water do you put? okay sorry i kind of did not catch all that so um i heard you mention it was something about the water with the eggs yes um i was saying that how much water do you put into the egg when you're putting because i remember you were saying okay, that you put, yes so you put eggs and then the, everything in the butter because i've used sticks of butter myself i usually do the other one where it's in the container but i have used sticks also but, but i was just curious how much water i would never done that and it'll be kind of nice to try that so, the same measurement applies whether you're using water or milk. I just use an egg shell. So, what uh-huh. I try to do is get and crack the egg around the edges. Uh-huh. So that way, it's going to um, give me a really perfect shell. So, I can use the bigger half of the shell to pour the measure the water in. And I just usually use about two shellfuls or you know if you're using milk just enough to kind of like cover the bottom you want it all to blend together and the amount of water and the amount of egg, uh, you know it's going to depend to like if you're just doing one egg you're only going to need one shellful of water or two eggs so i kind of like use one shell for every two eggs like one shellful of water for every two eggs so since i did four eggs i did you know two shells worth of water Okay. Something Thank you. Thank you. With and see what looks best for you too. Okay. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. So, as you can hear, my butter is uh, sizzling. Um, I'm going to pour the eggs in. Do we have any more raised hands?
2: Um, you do not right now. Currently.
1: All right. So, I'm going to pour the mixture. I kind of move the bowl over the pan, and I use my hand to feel where the pan is and my other hand holding the bowl just had it hovering right over it so i could pour directly in with no problems whatsoever Um, again it really helps using the stick butter it does not splatter the way that uh, some of the other stuff does and uh, that makes it a lot less harrowing to stand in front of the stove. So, while we're getting the eggs cooking, I'm just going to briefly talk about uh, the other stuff for the burrito. So, of course, you're going to want to cheese. You can use any type you want, really. Um, I recommend cheddar. Um, don't know how well mozzarella would do in a burrito, but um, if anybody has any recommendations also for cheese, I think Jack might be good too. That really could add some spice to it. but. Uh, We use a mild cheddar here at the uh, Allen household. And I'm cheating today. I'm getting the pre-shredded stuff that you can buy in the bag. I know people don't always like that, and there's some good reasons for that. Um, If you're going to do stuff with grated cheese a lot, it definitely can add up cost-wise. And there's questions about what extra stuff do they add to that you don't have in the original block. But the advantages is that it is certainly a time saver as well. And my earpiece is falling out. So if I sound funny, that's why. There. Okay. So the disadvantage, the advantage is it certainly can save time. Um, I have heard from uh, Courtney's cooking call that it does not melt as well or as quickly as if you do it yourself because of the. Uh, Stuff they put in it to keep it from clumping, So that is an interesting disadvantage that I was unaware of. But that's why I attend other cooking calls, too, because I do not know everything. And uh, we also appreciate your guys' feedback. So I'm doing the pre-grated cheese today, shredded cheese today. But uh, you can, of course, get regular block cheese and grate it yourself. Um, uh, we all right, we're hearing somebody's... Jaws. Herbie, it's Danette. Yep. So, Jeanette, um, I has to speak out, guys, because she's cooking along with me. So anyway, go I ahead, Denise. Yes.
3: I am. So when, um, how do you feel about, see, I like to use an electric skillet instead of the, instead of the stove. What do you think? How do you feel about electric skillets?
1: Uh, how do I feel about them? Well, I think it's a shocking experience. <laughs> um, no. Uh, I have no problems with electric skillets. Um, Again, I don't know if they make an electric skillet the size of my tiny pan that I like to use for the scrambled eggs. So that's why I've never uh-huh. used one for these, um, because I, like I said, I like my tiny pan. Right. But and also, like when you're when
3: you're frying the egg, are you are you do you have a spatula in the pan and you're moving the egg around the entire time?
1: Yes. Yeah, so great question. So I'm doing scrambled today, um, right. but we will talk fried as well. So for the scrambled eggs, I have, I'm have i using a regular metal spoon. I like the uh, bigger-sized ones. Um, and I'm using it to stir around the pan and just keep the eggs um, stirring and kind of like flipping them so they kind of have a chance to really cook easily. So, you know, just some light stirring methods here. Okay. If one was frying, I would have the heat on medium to low and I like to use a double spatula, but you can use a regular spatula. And then I like, you know, I pop the egg in the pan, let it sit for a couple minutes, and then flip it over once. mine, I forgot to get veggie yesterday when I was doing
3: my order, my food order. So I just put like bacon. We went out to lunch yesterday, and they gave me like four pieces of bacon, which is a little much. So I took two pieces home and broke it up and put it in my, in my egg, in my omelet this morning, and I have shredded cheese in it.
1: So yeah, it's pretty good. All right. Yep. And that's what That's one way of doing it. Just get the restaurant to supply the bacon. Um, <laughs> I used an electric grill to make my uh, sausage, and um, we made steak last night, and so I'm also using a leftover steak for uh, a burrito as well. And um, so we're kind of alternating here because we can. Um, I could add onions to mine, which does sound very tempting. Just have to remember which ones are mine because uh, Chanel does not like onions, but uh, that's easy enough. Um, okay, so these are cooking slow because I don't quite have it on high. So, um, there we go. Okay, and I really should actually turn on the fan to deflect some of the absorb the odor that's always a good thing now electric skillets the advantage with them over the stove is you don't have to worry about a pan being placed precisely on the burner you plug it in set it on a surface like a countertop or on the stove without the stove being on and you are good to go so they definitely do offer some advantages in that respect and depending on your comfort level, you might want to start off with an electric skillet or if you have one of those newer stoves that do not offer clear markings on where to put your pans on the burner. Um, New Wave induction burners are also good. It's, it is a burner though, so you do have to place have the right kind of pan and place it on the thing, but there's only one surface that you're contending with. And so the electric skillet is the easiest. I also find sometimes they don't get as hot as the regular stove. And again, that can be an advantage or a disadvantage depending on your preferences. Okay, now that the eggs are done, I am going to move these over to a plate. And the pan back on the stove. I turned off the burner. We're going to let it uh, cool down. All right, now we're going to talk uh, chopping meat next, but do we have any questions first? Now's a good time to raise your hand if you do.
2: just unmuted. Yep, I believe that was
3: Mr. Nuts. It is. Yeah, it is.
2: Very so good. Did
3: you, okay. Did you put your meat and your cheese in, um, in the egg when you were cooking it?
1: So that is a great question. This time I did not. Um, the advantage with doing it that way is it all cooks together and you get to, um, you know, it kind of all blends together. The disadvantage is it can make more of a mess, and, and so I find I make more of a mess doing it that way. So I've kind of gotten into not doing it that way, or sometimes maybe I'll cook like the meat and the eggs together. So, um, but uh, you, so it's kind of a, I think you should experiment with both methods and see which one works best for you. I think you'll I think when it comes to the actual burrito itself, it doesn't matter as much. But um, I definitely found that to be a little um, easier not to do it that way.
0: And
2: uh, Herbie, uh, Tori has her hand raised. Go ahead and unmute, oh, right, please.
0: Tori. Yep. Go ahead and unmute, please. Um, another disadvantage with um, putting the meat in to cook with the eggs is sometimes, depending on your preference of how the meat is cooked, how much you want to cook the stuff, And this doesn't only apply to meat, it applies to the veggies as well. Um, Some stuff cooks at different rates. Um, So if you cook it separately, you can cook it more to your liking um, rather than having to just hope everything's done at the same rate.
1: Yep. Um, The other thing I'm going to mention too with meat especially is... And depending on the veggies too, like especially onions, depending on how potent you want them, if you're going to cook it with the uh, stuff, you still may want to pre-cook it first, um, the meat. So that way it's blending in with the veggies and, and, and the eggs and not cooking. And also, if you're, even when just doing it though, like I said for the burrito with meat, you still, like, in the case, you does not have to because it's from the restaurant, but you don't want to put raw bacon or raw sausage on your... um burrito you still want to pre-cook it i cooked mine with an electric grill um bacon though whether it's regular bacon turkey bacon you can there's a number of ways to cook it you can do the microwave you can definitely do the oven and if you have a form and grill or something like that that's also another way of cooking it you just put the bacon on put the lid down and leave it for about 10 minutes maybe even less and um You can, of course, also pan-fry it if you want to do it that way, though that is a little bit trickier. Um, Okay, any other questions? Let me double check here.
2: Um... You don't have any raised hands at this point.
1: All right. So the two, several fillings I've got, like I said, turkey sausage, steak, and potatoes. Yes, the potatoes do add some extra carb, but it does make them taste good. Um, What I like to do is olive oil potatoes. And so what I do is I cut them real, um, into real small pieces and then I, you know, put them in a pan with some olive oil and, you know, fry them up till they're crisp and then pour them into a straighter so that the grease drains out. And um, those are good by themselves or in a burrito and um, where you can mix in some onions and garlic. That's also really good, too. All right, now let's talk sausage. So I've got me here a big turkey sausage. I was hoping to get the smaller uh, turkey sausage links that you would have for breakfast, but I was not having luck finding them, so we're gonna use a uh, really more of a dinner turkey sausage, but that's fine. So, the advantage is it's certainly a lot easier to cook because it's one huge sausage that I just fried on the uh, grill, or grilled on the grill, I guess you can... whatever. And now I'm going to cut it, and I'm not afraid of cutting myself with a knife because I've done this long enough that I know what I'm doing. So what I'm going to do is take my right hand, and if you are left-handed then you'll want to reverse this, or right-handed, I'm sorry, I'm going to take my right hand, I'm going to feel the edge of the sausage, and then take my left hand, put the knife just about an inch or so away from my hand. Lift up the right hand and kind of, I'm going to put pressure on the top of the knife or just put my hands on, hold down the sausage with my right hand, keeping my fingers well away from the blades. And we're just going to do a slicing motion. There you go. I have the sausage on the cutting board, by the way, I'm going to cut this into even um, smaller pieces. And there you go. And yep, I'm using a sharp serrated knife. And again, now I'm just going to use my right finger to feel the edge of the sausage. Cut, and there you go. Um, the only time I've ever come really close to cutting my finger was one time I was uh, you know, cutting some very frozen chicken breast, and my fingers got so cold I couldn't feel where they were, and thankfully nothing happened. But uh, I, that was really close. So, I learned since then to really make sure that anything I cut is thawed enough to where it's not uh, finger numbingly cold. So, and uh, otherwise, you can safely cut in the kitchen with um, no problems. You just need to be able to feel, like I said, where the uh, thing is that you're cutting. And there you go. You can cut your own food for cooking, for eating if you want, whatever. Um, I don't recommend a butter knife, because the blade is too dull. Um, There are knives with guides on them. I must admit, I have actually never used one, and I think using one would maybe throw me off, just because I've never done that. But um, there you go. And once you get, you know, started with it, you know, practice is going to make perfect. So there you go. We can use sharp instruments in the kitchen. For potatoes, I don't like to use a serrated knife. I like to use a knife that has a flatter blade that has no um, serrated sides to it, and that cuts through the potato like it's water. Um, For meat, I prefer the more serrated type knife. And, obviously, I also used a butter knife for the butter. Again, uh, same technique, just feeling the edge of the stick and feeling how much I wanted to cut off. So that's the other advantage with the fingers is whatever. Um, and the sausages, you know, I mean, you're, you're putting it in a burrito. It doesn't have to be terribly precise, but you just want them, you know, into small little round shapes or maybe even smaller so you can easily fit them into the burrito. So if you're dealing with um, the breakfast sausage links, then of course you have to deal with the potential of rolling around. I like patties a little bit better for cutting, just because they are flat, and um, they're not going to go anywhere as much, but it is what it is. So... There we go. Okay, now my sausages are... They're now sausages, actually, because they've been cut into small, bite-sized pieces. Now I'm going to tackle the steak. And the same principle applies here. We're going to feel around the edge. I accidentally reheated this one a bit too much, but... Um, oh well. And since it's all going in the same burrito, I don't mind the fact that... It's the same knife. Steak, though, can be a little bit more of a challenge to cut. As it can be a bit tougher... Hmm. ...than turkey sausage. I'm munching away, guys. And um, you can use any steak you want. We're actually using a leftover ribeye but if you wanted to use a steak truly for burrito, you might want something with a little less um, fatty parts. But that is your preference. Do we have any questions? Uh, let's see here.
2: Um, we do not have any raised hands at this time. All right. I think people are enjoying themselves.
1: <laughs> you think so? They're not falling asleep?
2: <laughs> it's the net again.
3: Yes. Oh, yes. And as as far as like uh, putting in the burrito, have you already discussed that? I had to step away, nope.
1: from Mayor. No. Okay. Why don't you take the opportunity to teach some real quick?
3: Okay. So what I did was I put the egg in the middle first. I. No, I put the egg in the middle of the burrito, burrito, and then I folded the bottom part up, and then folded the edges towards the middle, and then the top of it, I folded it over again, and so that's just how I did
1: it. Okay, all right, sounds good. Okay. This is what happens when you do these shows. You can get hungry real quick, and so it's very tempting to snack. But uh, just make sure when you do that, you've still got enough left over for what you're actually making. All right. So again, I'm just cutting the steak into really small pieces so it'll go into the burrito nicely. Another way you could cheat, it's not quite the same taste. You could always use ground beef, and then you wouldn't have to cut it. You'd um, still have to cook it, though all right now that that's done let's get out our tortillas as i wash up so i'm going to use a cookie sheet and do it this way. Now, somebody had suggested I also try a breakfast quesadilla where I put the stuff on the bottom tortilla, put another tortilla on top, and bake it that way. That definitely does sound good, and I'm going to have to try that. Now, if my cooking spray, that was my cooking spray that fell, that was there we go. So, I want to just uh, use a little bit of Pam, the cooking spray Pam, on these sheets so the tortillas are not going to stick. And just kind of use my fingers to spread it around. Unfortunately, I left this cookie sheet on the stove with the oven heated up. So, that's going to make it a little bit uh, warm to the touch. But um, when you got limited room to work with, you've got to. Uh, do the best that you can. So, I've got these really massive flour tortillas. I don't think I intended to get such big ones, but that's what I got. Um, the difference between flour tortillas and corn tortillas, corn tortillas are much tinier, and they definitely have a different taste and texture. I recommend those more for enchiladas, and uh, But, um, of course, you may have your personal preferences, too. But they are definitely smaller and, you know, so not as easy to work with. So the tortillas come in a Ziploc bag with a a perforated side that um, you just peel off. And now we set the tortilla on the side here. So I'm going to take some egg... So, actually, what we're going to do here is, because these are so massive, I think we're just going to do one massive burrito. And that's how that will be. Well, two massive burritos instead of four um, burritos. And, Danette, were you going to say something?
2: No, it's Melissa. No. Um, I sh- oh. I- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead, Danette. I'm sorry. Were you going to say something? No. So- Okay, I was just gonna say, Herbie, you do have a raised hand. Whenever you're ready for it. All right, I am ready. Okay, we have Liz. Hey, go Herbie. ahead and unmute, please. Hey, Herbie.
4: Hello, um, hey, Herbie. Um, I am I am a proud member of the Herbie fan club, and I want to tell you that you've got 27 people on this call, and I want to acknowledge that you're helping people learn to cook, which I think is really cool. Um, because then people who learn to cook learn to eat better and eat for less money than takeout, and it's better. Okay, so now that I've done my cooking spiel, um, I have a question. I, um, I tend to use um, olive oil in a spray bottle um, and just lightly spray my cookie sheet, and I'm wondering why you prefer Pam, because I, I, I mean, I know it's not because of the low fat, since you're using sausage so what is the preference for pam
1: all right well, as two, to oil. okay great question um one um so we're using turkey sausage which is less fattening than the pork sausage um so i do want to clarify that but um pam i mean i guess i've heard i did not know until several years ago there was such a thing as olive oil pam spray or whatever um Online shopping actually really exposed me to a lot more options that I did not know existed before. I guess I've kind of just stayed away from olive oil because I've always thought that using it because it has such a potent taste, it's going to add to the flavor of what you're cooking. So I I don't think I'd ever want to use I like make, olive could, oil. Could I make a comment about that? You may um, make a comment. Yes.
4: Actually, depending on there's a couple things. First of all, I don't buy olive oil cooking spray. I buy a little spray bottle, plastic spray bottle, and I fill it up with um, olive oil, which is a lot cheaper than buying um, cans that's already packaged up with olive oil. And then the thing about the flavors of olive oil is some olive oil has a much stronger flavor than other olive oils, and it depends on several things. Light olive oil tends to have less of a potent flavor. And Spanish and Italian and Greek olive oil tend to have different flavors. So you kind of have to check around and figure it out. Um, But you're right about some olive oils having a stronger taste. The spray bottle with the olive oil, you just fill it up. You use a funnel, you stick the olive oil in the spray bottle. It's a lot cheaper than buying pre-created olive oil sprays. And you only need a tiny, tiny bit. You just need enough, like the Pam. You don't need to, like, slosh it all over the place. You just need it so that your tortillas don't stick. The other thing that I find really great is if you can invest in um, heavy stainless steel cookie sheets i bought these heavy stainless steel cookie sheets they're not the kind with any kind of coating on them they're not
1: teflon right
4: you can you can put them in the you can put them in your sink and take a, a steel scrub thing and scrub the heck out of them i don't want teflon i want something i can scrub the if i get drunk on it but the heavy duty stainless steel ones don't stuff doesn't tend to stick as much because of the heavy duty part. Um, so I really recommend investing in those because they're just so cool. Um, the other thing that you can do is you can take, if you have one of those and you're going to heat up your oven anyways. And you want to do something about onions and veggies, you can take onions and peppers, chop up a bunch of them, put a little olive oil in them, spread them out on the cookie sheet and put them in the oven at 375 and roast them. You don't have to saute up anything and leave them in a container and then you can chuck them in omelets or burritos or soup. And so I'm a big fan of roasting up particularly onions, garlic and peppers um together and having them around and then i just throw them in everything so thank you for doing what you're doing herbie um it's it's so valuable for people to learn to cook and to get techniques that let us be safe in the kitchen as blind people
1: all right you are most welcome and your check is in the mail and Liz ought to start her own cooking show on ACB Community. It's funny. I actually said something similar the other day um, to her when we were talking on Liz's call. And by the way, guys, um, you know, because I do believe in reciprocity, Liz has some really great Braille calls. Um, They're especially looking for people who are interested in learning Braille. And um, what you do is you get paired off, you know, kind of like a mentor-mentee type, uh, you know, uh, thing where you'll go into a breakout room and, you know learn uh, braille no liz will be more than happy to tell you about it if you go on her call there's going to be one this evening as a matter of fact at 5 p.m central 6 p.m eastern 3 pacific and um she and uh, Dorwin will be more than happy to tell you about what they do they also have another one on sundays at the same time and also they have braille together on saturdays which is i think an hour later so and you have two other
2: raised hands And it's
1: dinette too? Yes, dinette? Okay, go ahead.
3: So I would like to know, I did not, see I was using small corn tortillas, they were very small. And why, for what purpose do you spray a cookie sheet with with oil and put them in the oven for?
1: So, um, what we're going to do is, I don't want the tortillas to stick to the cookie sheet. Um, if you find that yours don't stick, and I guess, I don't know if parchment paper would help with this or not either, um, or those silicone things that Janine was talking about, those might also help. Um, so that, that's my purpose for spraying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um,
3: and why do you put them in the oven?
1: Just so Because you up? want the cheese to melt. Oh. Uh, so what um, we're gonna do is we're gonna melt the, the cheese is gonna melt and it's going to make the tortilla a little bit crispy. So it's gonna be like a okay. crispy breakfast.
3: Okay. So um, for, yeah. for mine, I did I just cooked it all in the in the frying pan, the the cheese and the bacon and everything okay. in the frying pan. Yeah. But it turned out really good.
1: You can definitely do it that way, too, Um, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. What we're going to do is, uh, you know, these make them a little bit crispy, and so that kind of gives them a little... That does sound better, yes. And Deb, the door's open,
3: so come have breakfast.
1: What about for... I I don't think Melissa's that too far away from you guys either, so...
2: (laughs) Just a little bit. She lives in a different county. Okay. Um, well, and, and you got, got lips farther away. It, so. right. Yeah. I,
1: I, I'm engaging the host here. I'm doing bad practice, so all right. <laughs> you got two raised hands. I'm going to get to you guys in just a minute. I want to talk cheese real quick, so I do need to keep uh, things moving along, and then we will get to yeah, you. So prom- um
2: just so that you know the time, Herbie. Excuse me for interrupting. Nope, you're good. Um, it's 43 minutes past the hour, so you've got almost 15 minutes. Okay,
1: good to know. All right. All so right. I'm Sorry. just, I like I said today, I'm using the pre-grated cheese. Um, for convenience sake. So I'm just grabbing a handful out of the bag. Again, it's in a ziploc bag with the serrated edges, and so you can use as little or as much as you want. We're gonna use, you know, a good amount because we want to make sure it gets infused throughout all the uh, toppings here. Um, You could also cook yours in the microwave if you want the burrito more soft. Um, So that is another possibility as well. And next we're going to put on the uh, toppings after I put the cheese in the fridge. But I understand we do have some raised hands. So, uh, Melissa, who do we have first?
2: Uh, Let me, sorry, um, technical issues here. So we have Tori again. All right, Tori.
0: So I just wanted to say um, sometimes when you are trying to fold tortillas, they've got this habit of um, attempting to break while you're doing it. Yes. To stop that happening so much, slightly warm it for just a few seconds um, in the microwave or something, and it will be, because where it's slightly warmer, it will be a bit more flexible and it won't break so much when you're trying to fold it.
1: All right, that is good to know. Um, I've already got mine piled high with stuff, so it's a bit too late to do that today. But that is certainly a trick that we can most definitely try. Okay, I'm going to grab some potatoes now and put them on each burrito. And... Um, Depending on how much stuff you put in the burrito, too, is going to depend on how well they work. I think I could have made these potatoes a little bit crispier. And now we're going to do steak on one burrito. And just
2: so you know, you have 15 minutes, Harvey.
1: Okay. Right on the
2: dot. Uh Uh-huh. And you've got and, one more raised hand when you're ready.
1: Yep, we're about, about to get to them. So okay, um sure. kind of rushing and going along here, guys. I do apologize. Okay, who do we have next?
2: Next we have a very special person. DJ, happy birthday to you, sir. All right, the birthday boy. Go ahead and unmute, please.
0: Thank you. thank you. Thank you. Herbie. Happy and, uh, birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate you guys. And uh, I'll just let you know, Herbie, you have made me hungry. And uh, we'll get started on those burritos. I'm not a Mexican kind of guy, but man, you just made me hungry all over again. I go for right. on breakfast this time. So thanks a bunch.
1: You're welcome. Anytime. Glad to oblige. Yes, sir. Okay. There you go. Right. So if you're not a Mexican fan, you don't have to add any sauces or anything like that. You know, it's uh, really the only Mexican thing about this burrito is just the fact that it's a flour tortilla. Um, I put a little bit too much sausage in mine, so that affected the way mine folded up. The steak one is going to come out perfectly. So what I did is I tucked the one half of the burrito into, now, like around the filling, leaving the other half, um, oh, no, it got unfolded. So what I'm trying to do here is, so I'm kind of rolling the tortilla up and then we're going to kind of make sure things are spread out a little bit, you know, just use your uh, finger to flatten things. And, um... Just kind of flatten, flatten, I'm pressing down on the top a little bit, so it's always very easy to overload these things. I, I admire the professionals that do these things, guys. Um, but uh, now we're going to put it in the oven, and it's going to be ready in about so, 10 or so minutes, depending on how crisp we want it. So, all right.
2: And you have Did two have other a, you got a couple other raised hands.
1: All right, perfect. All right, guys. Now's a good time because I really have the time to chat. So um do we have anybody that has not spoken yet?
2: Um, yes. 1, um, area code. Five uh the hang on. Sorry. Uh, Five seven one area code. Would you unmute Go yourself and identify yourself, to, please?
1: Sir Pam. Um yeah, hold on guys. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Just a, a me? second. Um, before I do that, Amazon, set timer for ten minutes. All right. Go and, ahead. And
2: who is this, please?
1: Yeah, this is Pam. Not none of the cooking spray, but <laughs> but yep.
3: but
4: my name is Pam too, or or PJ. Um, I never I, I was uh, heard one of your ingredients was like um. Um, bake, bacon or, or turkey
1: bacon. I've never tried that. It, it, that sounds, that uh, seems like that would be a very good ingredient. So the thing with turkey bacon I'm going to mention is so the brand I'm the least fond of when it comes to that stuff is Jenny Um That is the one that really tastes like cardboard, in my opinion. Um, I'm a fan of the uh, Butterball brand of turkey bacon. That is really good. It is thin and they have an even thinner one but it's a little bit more um, realistic tasting. I also like the Oscar Mayer brand, as that's a lot of the, uh, it's a lot like regular bacon, but it's just turkey bacon, so you don't have all the uh, um, cholesterol and stuff that the regular bacon has. (coughs) Excuse me. If you can find it, it's a little bit harder to find, at least it's been for me. Um, Also, my local grocery store, sometimes have the uncured turkey bacon and that is really good because it comes in these really thick slices and um you cook it up on the grill and it turns out you know it's like having regular bacon but again you don't have to we don't eat pork so um you know it's an alternative and you know, I don't know if the uncared has less salt or not too, but that that is my favorite, and then I've also seen a maple flavored one as well, and um, I like to put that on the grill um, as well. So um, that is my recommendations for turkey bacon, um, turkey sausage. Jimmy Dean is the, the I've seen two primary brands of turkey sausage, um, Jimmy Dean, and um, Banquet. I like the Jimmy Dean a little bit better, but the Banquet is a little less spicier. And um, there's also like uh, Eckrich turkey. They do a turkey sausage as well. And um, they do more like dinner sausages and stuff like that. And one thing that we have to be careful of, because like I said, we actually don't eat pork, is um, when you do alternative meats like that chicken or turkey sausage sometimes they actually will do like a chicken sausage and a pork skin so uh, to me it kind of defeats the purpose i guess but i don't know um (laughs) so you got about nine minutes yep and i do believe we have one at the hand but first of all pam did that answer your question yeah yeah it gives a lot of uh, uh option choices there yeah it sounds good Thanks. All right. You're welcome. Okay. Who do we have next?
2: Well, actually, Matt, we, we, we all of a sudden had like three hands raised. Um, now oh, DJ, right. D, DJ has already spoken, but he does have his hand raised, but I'm not sure if he wants, to, if that was accidental or, uh, what. well, you know
1: what? We'll be nice. He's the birthday boy. So I'll give him priority. And then afterwards, yes. um, anybody that's not spoken and then the people that have, okay, DJ, Hey, I didn't even know the hand was raised. So, Uh, uh, Oh, hey, Tony. Tony. Uh,
4: It was. Okay, no, I'm just sitting over here on the couch. I didn't know the thing was
1: raised. All right. So, um, okay. Well, the
2: both both of you have a blessed day today, Tony. Yes, definitely. All right, see you all in another hour. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I'll right.
1: be heading over to the coffee clutch next hour, guys. Hope to see you there, and we'll talk more about the burritos in my, the private rooms. Okay, All who's right. next?
2: We have Jeanette. Go ahead and unmute, please.
1: All right, Jeanette. Hi. So Hi. in our house, we use Applegate chicken sausage,
2: and it is actually very good, Herbie, and it yep. has a very nice flavor, and it's sweet. And I, when I first tried it, I thought, oh, I won't like this at all, but it's one of our go-tos now.
1: Yes, I have had that, and that is really good, definitely. Um, I recently got from Walmart a maple chicken sausage that is also really good. So um, I don't think it was the Applegate brand, but I have had that one, and yes, it is a really good. Ooh, put some on that with some onions on a bun. And Okay, um, I'm getting hungry well thank you for that Jeanette it's a really fun guys we have Danette and Jeanette on here so um oh I love it.
2: You, got, you got another one yep I think uh let me check here sorry no you're good okay I lied um I guess that was the only race hand there was at that point all right you have
0: now.
2: it's 53 minutes past the hour so you got about almost five minutes
1: Yep. Okay. This is your last chance to speak.
2: This is fun. Oh, now DJ has his hand raised again. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, okay, DJ. Okay, guys. Um, oh, goodness. Go ahead. Hello? 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 Can you hear me?
2: Oh, yes. that's... And uh, is, is this a Doug... Me?
1: Yes, I've been trying to get in for like 10 minutes Oh, Um, I'm not DJ Anyway, I'm not DJ You're missing a big step for those of us Beginning cooks Can you please tell us How to fold Your burrito While you're making it Some of us don't know how to fold burritos (laughs)
0: Okay,
1: I see So Okay, so I see why you're getting confused, Melissa. We got Doug and DJ. So, so, so Sorry about how, that. That's okay. Um, okay, so how you fold the burrito is uh, let's see how I can explain it. You know, once you put the stuff, and Tony and DJ, you guys are unmuted.
2: Sorry, th- th- there were two people with Doug iPhone, and therefore that yes. was a bit confusing. I do apologize,
1: guys. That's okay. Go ahead, um, So, what you need to do is, once you lay it flat, is, like I said, I take one side of the burrito and just kind of roll it. <laughs> I kind of roll it so that way it goes um, like you're kind of folding it in half and then I take that part that's on top and I just kind of roll it under the bottom of the toppings so that way it um, kind of stays together, and then I just kind of like flatten it a little bit so it'll stay stuck together. Um, so that's how I fold the uh, burrito. Um, hopefully that makes does that make sense there, Doug?
0: Not really.
1: Not really. Um, okay, let's see if I can describe this a little bit better. So once you've got the stuff on the burrito, what you want to do is I take like the side that's closest to me, so then i'm just kind of lifting up the edge and i'm going to start, you know, rolling it towards the other edge of the burrito. Okay. Once they meet, i'm going to continue i'm going to let the edge touch the other side and then i'm going to kind of um, now that i'm holding it, i'm going to kind of like roll it underneath so it's kind of like folded in, but touching the um, other half of the burrito still. Okay. And then I'm just kind of going to roll it, kind of like roll it under. Um, it really helps. I think if you ever get like one of those store-bought burritos or one from a restaurant, you can kind of see how they have theirs rolled up a little bit. Um, but um, so it's kind of, you kind of have to fold it and it did take a little bit of practice for me to really get good at it. Um and so you kind of like fold it in so it's it's kind of like folded under and I'm trying to think of if anybody has any better ways of explaining how to do it go right ahead.
2: And just so you know um you you've got three minutes and you've got a couple of people with their hands raised.
1: All right Doug that's probably the easiest I can explain it for the moment um if you want to, you can contact Cindy through communityacb.org and I can talk to you more um, one-on-one and try to uh, help you a little bit better. If you want to ask Cindy, uh, uh, get um, we can exchange contact info. Okay, who do we have next?
2: All right, um, we have... Oops, Rachel,
1: go ahead Rachel. and unmute,
2: please. And yeah, make it quick. Okay, um,
0: could you use... Um,
2: Voiceover. Um, can you use um pepper jack cheese, and if so, can you buy it grated?
1: I would have to. Yes, you can use it, and I'm pretty sure you can buy it grated. Um, I would just look in the store for shredded um or grated but pepper jack cheese, and so I would take a look. All right, who is next?
2: Thank you. Yep. You you got one more, and you got Amazon. Stop. Yep. Two minutes. All right. Two minutes. Yep.
0: You're All right. The last person, whoever you are.
2: All right. Tori. One more time.
0: Go ahead and Kay. unmute Tori. Let me help with your burrito problem there. Um, take the bottom of the of the tortilla, fold it up just a little way, about a third of the way up. Then, starting at one end. At one side of your burrito. Start rolling until you get it all up. That is the quickest and simplest way to do it.
1: All right, perfect. Well, guys, we're going to have, I'm going to arrange for an extra cooking corner this week where we're going to have an interview with uh, somebody, Tori's brother, as a matter of fact, who has a lot of great cooking techniques that he'd like to share so um and then we're also going to do another cooking corner devoted to a chicken strip salad so that is what i've got on tap for this month coffee Clatch is next hour guys hope to see you all there and um i'll be around so you can ask me how the burritos turned out and there'll be some on the back shelf melissa great job Denny, thank you as always and everybody and just else
0: quickly herbie Yep. Um, and when you rolled it up, if you use a um, cocktail stick to, um, to like put it through where the bits fold over, that'll keep it together.
1: Oh, that's a very good idea. All right.
0: And thank you, everybody, whether you
1: came just to listen and be entertained or you participated. It is, uh, you know, I value your guys' participation.